0: pretties it's Chrissy and it's Heather and a really sweet guy with a deep voice to give you a uh oh yes just a quick warning yes the Chrissy and Heather show contains elements of real life nostalgia silliness deep thinking and nonsense if you're averse to any of these ingredients the Chrissy and Heather show may not be for you so talk to your doctor and all your friends about this program let's get into it hey Chrissy hey Heather I've been thinking about um our last show (laughs) With fears, yes, and um, you know, talking about your fear of getting your blood work done, yes, um, and it kind of reminded me of a fear that I have of getting my blood work done, not necessarily the taking the blood away from me, Mm -hmm. but I have passed out once when I thought I was supposed to be fasting Mm -hmm. and I and I fasted and I wasn't supposed to, and then I passed out, so now every time I have to go get blood work done, even if even if it's just like a finger prick, I've got like all manner of snacks.
1: Yeah, I uh, I passed out once and I fell, and I cracked my nose. I almost had to get stitches. Um, wow, yeah, it, it was it was pretty intense. And that was, um, before I had my sleeve surgery, I was in a really intensive, quote, scientifically based, but nonsense, bad, terrible weight loss program mm-hmm. supervised through the hospital and right. the
0: university.
1: Uh, but basically it was, you drank 1200 calories a day of juice boxes for 12 weeks. So we were extremely malnourished. We right. were, and you had to have blood work like every two weeks. Um, you know, cause they wanted to yeah. make sure you weren't like going to die or whatever. Right. So when they take your blood and you don't have anything in, right. You, yeah. You're huh. pretty much going to fall down and crack your face. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Well, aside from falling down and cracking my face, another fear that I have that you shared that I share with you is I also have the same type of fear about this program, Mm -hmm. you know, because we have both committed to being authentic and and really putting ourselves out there. And Mm -hmm. I've shared with you that sometimes after we record a show that night, I can't sleep because I'm just going over everything. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, do I sound do I sound like an idiot? Do I sound like I'm totally self-absorbed? Do I sound like how? Do I sound like I think I've got great ideas, and really everybody else is rolling their eyes because it's like we thought of that years ago? Mm-hmm. And so when you voice those concerns, I share those concerns with you, and I think that we are. I think that's just another testament to why we are here doing this.
1: I appreciate your validation, and <laughs> I agree.
0: <laughs> so I do have a show that. In our last program, when you were talking about um, your weight loss and fear of the unknown and and things like that, it was kind of interesting because uh, that's part of what my show is about today. Really? Yeah. But before we get into the grab bag, (laughs) um, I do have a little bit of a Heather's headline. Heather's headline. Yeah. Because I did see this online and it just made me chuckle. Spotify launches a playlist for dogs who are left home by themselves. Poor dogs. But how do we know what they like? Well, Spotify made playlists um, after finding that 74% of pet owners play music for their animals. And apparently you can choose between soothing music, mm-hmm. dog directed praise.
1: Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> That's really funny.
0: Stories. Mm-hmm. Messages of affirmation and reassurance narrated by actors to That's alleviate okay, puppies, stress. Okay. Yeah. And um, you can select based on your your pet's personality, what you Mm -hmm. think they're going to like. You have no idea. I guess you don't know what they actually like, but you you're guessing what they like. Mm -hmm. And um, I also thought it was funny that um, one in four pet owners play music for their pets when they're gone during the day. And 42 percent of pet owners say that they know their pet's favorite type of music. Of course they do. Yeah. Of course. And a quarter of pet owners claim that they have seen their pets dancing to music. (laughs) That's adorable. (laughs) Um, My
1: cats have a kitty door now so they can come and go as they please. And if I'm gone, they have a secondary family. Oh, yeah. Like our neighbors across the street. That's the highly preferred. Yeah. And, uh. We were gone for so long when we went to Spain.
0: Oh, they thought you left?
1: Like, Lucy is my cat who she never left the yard before. Mm-hmm. And finally, during that stretch of time, she was like, I got to <laughs> I gotta make a friend. Like, I'm going to have to branch out. Nobody's here for me. Nobody's Didn't either. somebody feed them? Well, I mean, yeah, but they, like, it's only every few days. Like, we just left a ton of food right. and water, and they can go in and out as they want. You oh, know what I mean? So, yeah. like, yeah. It wasn't like somebody was there all the time or anything. Right. So Lucy discovered that this other family was cool. And she was real sketch with them at first. Like she was real <laughs> standoffish. And now she doesn't like to come home. Now she kind of found a new family.
0: She faced a fear. Mm-hmm. She did. And she overcame, she overcame it. it. Now she she's cool with it. other families. Yeah. Only one. Oh, one other family. Okay. <laughs> she walks well, across the street to them. Slow. But
1: still, it's, she, she branched out. She faced a fear. Way to go. But I don't know what kind of music she
0: likes. <laughs> I don't know what kind of music my cat likes either. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So when I drove here today, mm-hmm. I pulled into the parking lot and I had this weird moment when I didn't know how to turn off my car. And I realized it was because for the past week and a half, I've been driving uh, a rental car yeah. mm-hmm. because I finally got my car fixed from the deer the damage. Deer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I waited forever because I didn't think I could be without my car and I didn't have time to bring it down to the shop and everything. But um, so I got used to driving a different car. Mm -hmm. And when I pulled in today, I was like, how do I turn off my car? And I had to, like, remember that I don't use a key in my car. I Mm push the button Mm -hmm. and I the parking brake is in a different spot. And like, you know, just readjust. I had to readjust. Mm -hmm. I had to kind of reacclimate. And that was interesting um, to me because here we are at the end of January now Mm-hmm. We're a month into the new year. Where has the time gone? I know. And I wonder just kind of like where we're sitting now. You know, we're we're one month in and the hopes and dreams and plans that we had on January 1st, I wonder like where those are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just a little thing to think about. Some people
1: have flushed them. Some people... Are still hanging in there.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I I thought about you this weekend because I heard somebody talking to somebody else. I was eavesdropping on their conversation. And uh, I was at a restaurant and I was waiting for somebody. And these people were talking really loud. And she was saying that she turns 30 this year Mm -hmm. and that she is a year zero birthday, like you were saying. She probably listened to this show and got that idea. Maybe that's where she got the idea. And um, and that. She was telling her, her lunchmate, I really feel like when it's your like 10, like when you're at the beginning of a new decade of your life, you should do something really significant. Okay. Yeah. So I was just kind of, she never did go into what it was going to be. I kind of wanted to ask like, what's it going to be? What's it going to be?
1: Excuse me. I just <laughs> happened to be overhearing you talking about the content that you, I have obviously scammed from my show. Right. Yeah. I would yeah. Like
0: to have content further for the show. Thanks. You know, there's this great podcast. It's called the Chrissy and Heather <laughs> show. And they talk about that kind of thing all the time. You should listen.
1: Speaking of this show. Yeah. Next week, we're going to have our guest. Mm-hmm. Very excited about her. Cameron. Yeah. She's going to come and talk to us about bees and life and, gonna be a lot of fun so guys continue to look at the social media we're putting stuff up about her and
0: and if you have any questions that you want us to ask her yeah let us know and we'll ask yeah secret life of bees
1: that was a good book did you read that book i think i watched the movie yeah there is a movie yeah there was a movie
0: i'm gonna ask her questions about knees great she's going to talk about bees and I'm going to ask about knees it's going to be really fun because we've (laughs) never had a
1: guest before poor Cameron is going to be our our guinea guinea pig pig, and we don't even know exactly how we're going to do this whether we're going to keep her for the whole show whether we're going to ask her a few questions and allow her to leave whether we're going to just put her into our topic after we talk about the bees we really don't know so you're gonna have to tune in yeah first time for everything tune in and find
0: out Okay, so sometimes I have one of those shows where, like, all of my little um, things that I say before the grab bag kind of like link to the grab bag. Right. This is not one of those shows. Okay, great. None of this has anything to do. These are just kind of some random things. Now we're, we're at the grab bag. The random things. So
1: <laughs> this week is a random week for sure.
0: So, uh, this is the grab bag topic. I've heard this, you know, this has gone through my brain in so many different ways. And I'm sure I know that it is a topic that many other people think about because I'm often asked to write about it. And I, when I sit down to write about it, it's such a huge topic that it, it becomes overwhelming. And so to, to kick it off, I'm going to give you um, some statistics. Um, I hate or it maybe when you make me
1: guess the graph. Well,
0: I'm not going to make you guess it cuz you're going to know exactly what it is. But it's not and it's not really a statistic, it's just a fact. In 1970, the average age that a girl went on a diet was 14. Okay? In by 1990, that had gone down to age 8. Ugh. 8 gross. years old That's gross. feeling like she needed to be on a diet. Um, in 1991, it was reported that 42% of first through third grade girls reported wanting to be thinner. Mm. I know. Your heart's breaking right now, isn't mm. it? True. First grade is six years old. And for a six-year-old girl to look in the mirror and her voice thought be, this, I'm wrong, it just breaks my heart. It really upsets me. And um, I got compose real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that same year, a study found that fifty-one percent of nine and ten-year-old girls felt better about themselves when they were on a diet. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. now this is not a new topic. You know, we talk about this. Women, this women talk about how we should talk about our bodies. Mm-hmm. and how we actually talk about our bodies right? and how we want to talk to our kids about their bodies and our bodies. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a huge thing and it's been on my mind and I don't really know exactly how I want to organize my thoughts about it because it is such a big so topic. Much. Yeah,
1: it's so much. And it's so pervasive across not only our culture, but multiple cultures yeah. that prioritize, you know, Thin,
0: right? Thin wasn't always beauty. Well, you know, during my preparation for this topic, I I did a Chrissy's cursory Google search. <laughs> I love the and, that. <laughs> and you know, I just googled beauty through the ages mm-hmm. because I, I joke sometimes that if if I were alive during medieval times, I would be a total pinup. Like I would be totally hot because you know, I mean, I've got I've got stuff, you know, stuff. But
1: like, I don't have the statue. <laughs> think about
0: the b- things made out of marble; they're they're roly. They are voluptuous women, and that was considered beauty. But then also we know that there because have been they times poor because you, right. you had money for food, right? But that, then there have been other times when Twiggy was the epitome right. and waif uh, models, and yep. you know. But that has not changed the fact that. The the visual standard of beauty, as far as your body goes, changing through time, does not seem to impact the fact that women continue to be obsessed with how they measure up to the standard of that time. I
1: can tell you that since becoming a single woman, I have learned men love women's bodies Regardless of the shape, (laughs) the size,
0: the marks. They're not nearly as obsessed as we are. Not even close.
1: Like, I remember the first boyfriend that I had um, when I got divorced, I was really nervous to take my clothes off. Mm -hmm. I was really like, I mean, I have a lot of scars. I've had, you know, a lot of surgeries and whatnot, and I was really nervous. And he was like, I don't understand why you're nervous, you're so beautiful, you know? And he really built my confidence on being able to be like, oh, this is what my body looks like. And this guy likes it a lot, you know? Like, he he thinks it's beautiful. And I learned that men are pretty into the female form. Regardless. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) you know? And I think men are less critical of the female form,
0: than women are, probably so. Mm-hmm. I think I think we are definitely harder on ourselves mm-hmm. than we need to be, um, and each other, and each other. Well, there was an article that was around um, the interwebs a few years ago. I love Th- the word "interweb." <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> that um, struck a chord with me, and a kind of a negative chord because it was. About um how to talk to your young girl about her body, hmm. and essentially the advice was, don't talk about her interests, talk about her intellect, talk about her strength, talk about her um you know conversations with her friends. You don't need to talk about her body, you just talk about the function of her body, and I thought i know i there is a, this is a thing that need that needs to be addressed through open conversation between mothers and daughters and aunts and nieces and grandmothers and granddaughters about how to how to talk about things mm-hmm. openly in general right to, to so that we have an open dialogue And I think that is how we reduce shame and come to peace with ourselves is by connecting with each other and talking about our fears, talking about what's real, talking about the fact that, yes, women are are judged by their appearance. Mm -hmm. That's a true thing. Do you have to participate? Not necessarily, but it's still a true thing that's out there Mm -hmm. that you need to know about. Yeah. It took me a long time to
1: recognize how many different forms of beauty there are physically Mm -hmm. like i had you know this is what it's supposed to be that that model kind of thin and you know whatnot and when i started to really like when i took some classes at a gym which i don't do anymore i don't like to work out inside I, (laughs) i i like to work out outside you know and that usually means not being part of a class or whatever but for a while i took some classes And I would look around the classes and there'd be 30 or 40, mostly women in Mm -hmm. there. And um, they were all so great. Like they were all so different. You know, some had big asses and some had, you know, small waists, and some had big boobs. And, you know, like, but they were all so cool to Mm -hmm. look at, you know, and they were all so different. And it took me a long time for myself to realize it's not just one thing. right? You know, and and different people are attracted to different things too, Mm -hmm. you know? And I I think that that's important to talk to our girls about too. Yeah. I think that um, you, you may have seen several months ago when I went to uh, San Diego that I went out on the nude beach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about it on the show. Oh yeah. And uh, one of the things that I noted there on the nude beach was the wide variety of difference in female bodies. Right. Like, It's funny because, you know, I've had all the laser stuff done. I have no hair, you know, like I'm Mm -hmm. I'm thin and I'm white and I'm, you know, like hairless and I'm like a prepubescent child. (laughs) And all these women are out there and they're hairy and they're like round and they're whatever. Like, and I thought they were great. Yeah. I really really thought that, I mean, I wasn't looking at them like sexually because I'm not interested in that, you know what I mean? But I thought they were sexy. Like in a
0: like because that type of liberation is attractive. Yes. As a as a person. And That's somebody uh, I want to have a conversation with. Yeah,
1: like I I don't know, it's just not It's not it shouldn't be taboo, I guess,
0: to talk about. No. I don't think it should be tab- taboo, but I understand why it is because a lot of times, you know, you're t- you're you are you're dredging up things that have been internal conversations for a long time. Right. I know that I um, one thing that I really love about endurance running is the wide variety of body shapes that mm. are that are able to complete those types of distances. Right. You know, sometimes you'll hear a lot. People talk about having a runner's body. Right. I don't really know that I have a runner's body, except for the fact that I have a body that runs, you know, like, I don't know what that really, well, I'm going to back up. I do know what that means. That means flat stomach, strong legs, skinny, and like, like kind of like your stereotypical muscle tone, right? Low tone. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that when people say runner's body, that's what they mean. Mm-hmm. But if you show up at a race, you'll see a bunch of different runner's bodies. Absolutely. Because all of those people are runners. They're about to start running and they're going to run for a long time, mm-hmm. whether they run consistently or they run intermittently, whatever they do. Mm-hmm. So they all have they all have bodies and they're all running. So therefore, they have running bodies. They mm-hmm. have runner's bodies. And you'll see... Stories come out about, you know, this 250-pound woman finishes a marathon. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, of course she can finish a marathon. Pretty much anybody who gets up and does the work to train themselves can and finish a marathon. That's exactly what I was
1: saying on our last show about being thin does not make you fit. That woman has probably trained her lungs so well that she... Right. You know, like, the the endurance portion of it is why she's able to do that. Right, you know? And people... Also assume, oh, she didn't train because she showed up and she's got extra weight on her body. Right, so people. People don't assume like people assume if you run,
0: you will just have that runner's body. You right. will be thin, and that's not the case for everyone. No, I I have a great group of running friends, and we love to take group pictures. And if you look at our pictures, you'll see a a variety of of body types and body styles. And one thing that I really noticed recently when I was out on a trail run, um, it was an, it was a race that it was an out and back, you know, so you go out to a point and then you turn around and you run back. Mm -hmm. And so you get to a certain point in the race when people are running towards you and you can see them. Right. Mm-hmm. And it really gives you a nice opportunity to see how other people's gait is mm-hmm. when they're running. And sometimes I'll I'll notice like, oh, gosh, that person kicks their feet out to the sides or like, you know, they really have a good um, forward cadence or I could never run like that. Or I wish I could run like that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and different things that you notice about people. And we're all doing the same thing. We're all right. accomplishing the same event mm-hmm. in different ways and in different ways bodies Mm -hmm. that clearly don't have to be the same way in order to do the same thing.
1: I really like this topic and I'm sitting here thinking that we talked about Cameron as our next guest, but I already have my next guest in mind and I hope it's not who you want for your first guest um, because I might as well just go ahead right here and publicly invite. I want Jennifer Powell. Oh yeah. Yeah. She is the CEO of girls on the run Mm -hmm. and I think it'll be really fun to have a conversation with her about females and little girls, younger girls and their body perceptions and
0: whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, so Jen, we're inviting you to, to come and
1: do that. And <laughs> come I'm going to text you when we get off the, uh, off the air here.
0: Well, uh, when I was looking through this um, topic, well, uh, a few things came to mind, you know, I've got friends with daughters of various ages who at different points in their life feel good or bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, some who all of their friends are skinny minis, and and they're thick, which I've learned is what you want to be right now.
1: Thick is cool right now. Thick, thick is, is good, good now. Word. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. And so I looked up some advice from professionals on how. to I think to it's because of
1: Lizzo. I really do. The positive body image. The thick is beautiful. I think she's, she's what came up. She's I who came up with she, being thick. I think that she is a current role model for female empowerment. And for
0: um, being exactly who you are, and yeah, well, being a little bit thick, you know. The, so she, I know, came into the conversation um, when there was recently some drama between Jillian Michaels and Al Roker. Mm-hmm. When I, I did not watch the video to to hear what they each said to each other, but essentially, um, that there was the the age old conversation about. <laughs> Is it okay, and I'm putting kind of like air quotes around, okay, to be overweight, and the word okay is not really right, because what I'm, what I'm trying to get to is you can appreciate your body and love your body and like the way that you look in the mirror and feel good about yourself and who you are on the inside and who, what you look like on the outside, at at underweight and overweight and it's not necessarily a representation of the health of your your body physical
1: health yeah you know there's Mm -hmm. plenty
0: of people who are who might on paper or like in a camera lens be seen as like a fashion friendly body Mm -hmm. but they are not strong they might have a you know they might have health conditions and then there are folks that are would be considered plus size, mm-hmm. um, who are perfectly healthy, and then some who are not. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see kind of the dance around that topic. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was, I enjoyed watching that play out. And I think Lizzo was one of the ones who was referenced as being kind of a current thought leader in body, um, positivity. love, yeah. body positivity. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I I really think she is, and I I think that that health and looks link is such a tricky one, and it's such a conversation to have. Like I said, you know, I went in and I'm like, "Huh, my blood pressure is a little bit high. I usually have low blood pressure, and my blood pressure was a little bit high." You know, and she said, "Hey, you probably eating a lot of sodium." And I stopped and checked. I'm like, no, no, no. I eat healthy, I eat vegetables and stuff all the time. And then I took a look in my pantry at what (laughs) am I actually doing? No, I'm eating garbage. Like Mm -hmm. I'm eating chocolate-covered almonds and kettle-cooked potato chips. Right. It's like 70% of my diet. (laughs) And I needed to remind myself that just because you're thin doesn't mean you're taking good care of your body. True. You know? And now it's very hard for me to get heavy. Like I don't think that I could I don't think that I could get to the weight that I used to be, you know? But sometimes when I was at that weight and I was always trying so hard to not be at that weight, perhaps I ate better some of the time. I don't know, you know? Um I think it's I think it's there's less of a link sometimes i mean yes we do know that extra fat on your body leads to some conditions and that was part of why i wanted to lose weight i didn't have any of those conditions i was young but i knew what lie around the corner right you know Mm -hmm. um so i don't know i think that we know obesity is linked to a lot of things and so we don't want to say Well, if you love yourself at 400 pounds, then be 400 pounds and unable to get out of bed or whatever. Like, that's not okay, you know, but
0: I don't know what the I don't know exactly where we strike the balance. See, we're both doing the dance too, Mm -hmm. you know, where we're trying to figure out. First of all, is it any of our business?
1: Right. You
0: know, like our opinion of other people's bodies is irrelevant. Right. Um, But we still talk about it, you know, because we use it as a basis of comparison for ourselves Mm -hmm. and our kids talk about it, Mm -hmm. or at least they think about it, even if Mm -hmm. they don't talk. And, you know, I think that there are some practical things that we can all do as responsible adults. And, And I would start with transparency about being open to talking about whatever she wants to talk about. You know, this this article that I that I cited earlier was had this list of, you know, like, don't talk about body. Talk about this. Talk about this. Talk about this. And my opinion is you talk about what she wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. If she wants to, if she comes up and says, Mom, you know, I feel like my my body's not OK or my stomach is fat mm-hmm. or, you know, don't redirect. I would. I would caution to not redirect that right. into a conversation into a different topic because you're not ready to talk about right. that.
1: Mm-hmm. I. I have a daughter. And she's very fit. And she's very. She. She's just gonna be one of those girls. Lucky little thing. She's super mm. thin. Little. You know. Like I know. I just said. You lucky just said thing. lucky. I know, lucky like, little thing. That is gonna be easier for her. Right. To maintain a healthy weight. Mm-hmm. Lucky little thing, you know? Um, she's gonna have breasts and a booty and a flat tummy. That's what she's going to look like, mm-hmm. you know? But even she, like, she's perfect. She's perfect. And she's getting to the point where she's like, I'm almost as big as you know. And when you're a little girl, you don't wanna be bigger than your mom. And I know right. from having a mom who was four foot 11 and barely 100 pounds ever i always felt huge
0: like a giant mhm
1: yeah and i think that you know if a little girl comes to you and says ooh well, like my daughter hates that we we share pants now
0: mm-hmm. like
1: we you know like but she's 12 years old and 12 years old is close to the age that girls stop growing right know? she's got another maybe year uh, maybe two if she's lucky you know of getting taller and, you know, then she'll fill out a little bit right? You know, yeah. the next four or five years or whatever, but she's not going to get much taller. And I mean, she's at the age where that I was when I stopped growing. So right. We're going to end up about the same size now, you know, and that's a, that's a weird thing for a daughter to go through when they, when they get yeah. to the same or bigger than their mom, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. And I remember having those those thoughts when I was that age and, and I didn't realize at the time that you know we get to the point where our, our you kind of stop growing tall, you just grow out. Yeah, exactly. You know? mm-hmm. you fill and out. you know different yep. things happen. You know, but it's interesting that you know she noticed that and that it was something that she voiced to you. Yeah. And I think that another thing that's really important when we're talking about talking to the girls in our lives and boys, too, but I think it's mostly a, a girl centric topic is um, the differences in the way that bodies are portrayed in media and especially mm-hmm. Googling before and after photoshopped images of the models right. and actresses mm-hmm. that we see to show this is what this person looks like in real life. And this is what we see and, and how unnatural and un- not true the images that we see are
1: well. That's why, like Disney, catches a ton of flack for those mm-hmm. princesses looking like whatever Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, catch a lot of catch a lot of flack. Like I've read that thing that says Barbie, like if Barbie, really oh had right, proportions, like she couldn't, stand she up wouldn't right. be able to stand up. <laughs> like so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we've we've got some things to overcome. We've come a long way. I do feel like. Younger girl like twenty somethings now, I feel like they are more. I think so. Yeah, I, I, I think they're a
0: little. I think we're making progress a little bit. I think I we like are. I think social media actually helps in that way because, you do. yeah, because mm-hmm. I think that it enables us to connect a lot faster with lots of different types of people. You know, mm-hmm. there's lots of negative ways that you can connect, but there's also a lot of positive out there, mm-hmm. and I I think that there are. Ways that you can find people who are celebrating, um, you know, different body styles and different body types that are um, that might not be celebrated in the media as much.
1: I do feel like we're developing a broader sense of beauty. I agree, uh, both in our body types, in our facial structures, and our colors, in our you know, in, in all of those things. I think that we are really doing a better job. We're nowhere yeah. close to fully accepting and, you know,
0: well, I've got two nieces. I've got three nieces, but I've got two that are of the the, the topic at the age for this topic. And I hope that if I ever do have the, the, privilege of being a trusted woman in their life that they feel comfortable talking about these things with that I will have the presence of mind to share that I have not always felt comfortable in right. my body mm-hmm. and you know and I do now, but it's been after forty three years right. of of mm-hmm. figuring stuff out, and that looking back, I realized that what the things I was concerned about were valid at the time but but now that um You know, it just takes some time of getting to know yourself and being patient with yourself and, you know, continuing to, like you said last in our last show, keep showing up and listening, Mm -hmm. you know, to the kind voice. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I hope that I have the right words at that time to be able to be vulnerable and transparent and um, completely honest about the world that we live in and what some of that world values. Mm -hmm. And then your choice to participate in that or not. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, okay, so that's kind of my. What was on my mind today, and I'd love to hear from our listeners, you know, their tips for times when they know that they've had a really positive conversation about body image and they felt like it went really well. And then maybe lessons if you learned the hard way, like I won't say that again. <laughs> and, and of course, because, you know, it's the Heather way to end with a quote. Of course. Is it a Jillian Michaels quote? It's not. No. Okay. I don't know who said Al this. Al Roker? No. No? I don't know. Maybe. Samuel L. Jackson? No. I'm sure I think this is probably like I would say like maybe Irma Bombeck said this like somebody like maybe Nora Ephron um okay She's and like you've heard this <laughs> <laughs> dieting is like riding a bike mm-hmm. except the bike is on fire <laughs> and the ground is on fire mm-hmm. and everything is on fire mm-hmm. because you're in hell mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. till next time bye. bye
1: deep voice guy how'd we do
0: I think you ladies did absolutely fabulous. And for those of
1: you looking to increase your dosage, make sure to connect with The Chrissy and Heather Show on Facebook and Instagram.